are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. As with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience are newcomers to pharmacy informatics or anyone who's just interested in new technologies. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's not very specific to the healthcare setting. It's more of like blockchain and what it is. So uh, I'm going to be just speaking about what is blockchain for those of you who don't know, and then maybe talk a little bit about some applications a bit later, but I'll put some links to some blockchain and healthcare articles in the show notes for you to uh, read if you are interested. So before you even talk about blockchain, let's just talk about, you know, the issue of third parties. Uh, that's kind of like the main thing where blockchain tries to address. So, uh, you know, when you buy a house or something, right? Like when you're putting in an offer and then you're going into escrow, escrow meaning that that's a third party that you're trusting with your uh, money. And then the, the people that are selling the house are trusting them to hold that money so that the third party will keep that in place while the two parties are between buying and selling are, are working out the things and getting everything done before it completes it. And then escrow is then uh, completed and then the money is now paid out. So that's an example of a third party. Uh, another one would be like a bank where if you have money in a bank and for example, something happens to that whole bank organization, then all that money may be now compromised. So all that to say, the issue of having third parties is primarily trust and potential issues of uh, reliability, right? So uh, the blockchain is actually something that tries to address that. So what a blockchain is, it's a peer-to-peer distributed ledger that's secured cryptographically uh, and also is an append only and updated by consensus. So there's a lot of, you know, different words in that definition. So we'll go over it a little bit. So, so like in accounting, right? Transactions are recorded on a ledger and the ledger is just a, a record of all transactions that's ever happened. So having that transaction list kept at a third party means there's one central point of failure. Uh, so like if all that ledger is at a bank or, you know, all that transactional stuff is over at the escrow and something happens to that third party, then it's gone. So a blockchain is a peer-to-peer distributed ledger. So what that means is that the ledger, the electronic ledger of all these transactions is peer-to-peer meaning it's not in one spot, but there's a copy of it in a full network of different uh, computers or whatnot. So everybody has a copy of it. So what that does is that if one fails, at least there's still other backups. So that's peer-to-peer, peer-to-peer distributed. So again, distributed means it's being distributed to all of these different uh, computers, if you will. So I say computers, but uh, basically in a blockchain network, these individual nodes is what they're called. So the nodes is like, it may be one computer, it may be a network of computers, but it's the basic unit of the blockchain network. So each node will have, you know, a copy of that ledger, and then nodes will communicate with each other to send that ledger and copy itself over and over to all the other nodes. So because it's peer to peer, no node or no group of nodes ever controls the other nodes in the network. Everybody is on the same level. So there is no like um, hierarchy, if you will, on this. Now, a blockchain, the word block in the blockchain means a bundle of transactions. So these transactions are always um, added as a block to the ledger at a time. So each time you do these transactions, that whole block transactions that's getting added to the ledger in that point of time is going to be considered simply, of course, a block. And the chain part in the word blockchain is how these blocks chain together. 
So now generally speaking, the way that a block will be added to the blockchain is when multiple nodes on the network look at that transaction and then agree that it is a valid transaction. And once those multiple nodes agree on it, then the nodes uh, will add it to their ledger and then they will copy it over and over to all the other nodes. So that whole process about like, you know, validation of like what's going to be on the blockchain, that's a whole complicated process in itself. Um, I'll put some links into the show notes for more discussion on that. But going back to the blockchain aspect about how these are added to the blockchain, it's interesting because each block on the blockchain, it has an identifying information, which is like a fingerprint. So in order to add a block to the blockchain, that new block now has to have the previous block's fingerprint within it, as well as that new transactional information in that block. So that's how it chains into the blockchain. And then every subsequent block will need to have the previous block's fingerprint and the new transactional info. So that's how it continues that chain over and over and over. And the reason for this is so that it can reduce the ability for someone to hack it. So if someone was going to try to hack a particular transaction in the whole blockchain, if they hack one in the middle, there won't be a way for it to fit in nicely because they're going to have to hack every single block after it to now um, match that new fingerprint that generates from that hacked um, block. So because of that, blockchain has this uh, this uh, trait of being append only. So it means you can only add things to it and you can't really change things in the past. So this is append only and it's also a trait called immutability, which means once something's been confirmed and on the blockchain, no single node out there can go back and change anything that's already been added to the blockchain. Now, in terms of consensus, these nodes, they have to agree that these uh, block transactions are appropriate before adding it to the blockchain. So a lot of the nodes out there are honest nodes, which are the ones that will only write the valid ones to the ledger. But there's also the potential for dishonest nodes, which are ones that will try to um, add something that's not valid to the blockchain. So a way that the blockchains avoid dishonest nodes from being prevalent and overriding a lot of the uh, other nodes is that there is an incentive so that honest nodes would get incentivized more than anything that could be gained from being a dishonest node. So I won't go into detail about that because that varies per type of blockchain, uh, but that's something just to be aware of. So now that you kind of know what blockchain is, you can kind of see like this distributed ledger has a lot of benefits when added to healthcare. So one of the major ones that, um, you know, is potentially being talked about is having it as a way to track the pharmacy supply chain. With blockchain, you can actually have a secure and immutable and traceable uh, pharmaceutical supply chain. And this will help with like addressing uh, counterfeit medications. You can also do other things with the supply chain where you're uh, checking temperature logs for all the medications. So uh, having the temperature logs on this kind of like non-centralized, decentralized network of transactions helps with the quality control of these medications going through the supply chain. Um, Other applications too could be through health insurance claims. Uh, One of the things about blockchain is that it is transparent. Everyone can kind of just see it and it's auditable. So that's another opportunity for how blockchain can be used in health insurance claims. And one of the bigger ones that's kind of talked about, which um, I think there is still going to be a lot of issues that needs to be addressed, is the use of blockchain in electronic medical records. This would actually have the ability to reduce the downtime because now it's decentralized for all the the records and transactions. Um, And it also helps with interoperability if all the systems out there are um, participating in the same blockchain. Uh, one example of this is the Fire Chain, F-H-I-R Chain. So that's using the Fast Health Interoperability Records um, and Blockchain. So it's a blockchain-based application uh, using Ethereum for sharing clinical data that focuses on healthcare record management. 
So of course, uh, these are really detailed and I'll put some more links to some of the resources you can read. But yeah, hopefully on this episode, you've been able to learn a little bit more about blockchain if you don't already know what it is. All right, if you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal.